you're listening to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I'm honored to share with you conversations for the health of all things. In these special episodes, I am joined by guests on the show to explore how the osteopathic concept presents in their lives and learn about their personal and professional stories. Ranging from osteopathic physicians to those familiar with osteopathic treatment to those associated with osteopathic medicine in a variety of settings, these conversations provide new perspective on lighting the way for the path to best health. Please note that while I am a physician and may interview other physicians, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Welcome back to Conversations for the Health of All Things. I'm excited to have you join me for this conversation today with Dr. Catrice Brooks, who is a family and lifestyle medicine physician in Wisconsin. She is the founder and CEO of Quench Clinic Fitness and Spa, a holistic wellness center where she integrates medicine, fitness, aesthetic procedures, and coaching to transform lives, helping people reach the goals of their dreams. And who doesn't want that? We're so glad to have you here today. Thank you, Dr. Amelia. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to share. Well, please tell us your story. Maybe first your venture into medicine and then more about this amazing new venture with Quench Clinic. Awesome. Sure. So getting into medicine. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't, probably by the time I was 10 or so, I thought that I had figured I was probably going to be a doctor or an artist. Um, my dad said, you know, you like, pick, you like people and you like science. We should do that. He put that in my head pretty early. I thought I wanted to be a psychologist um, because my mom struggled with drugs and I wanted to solve her problems. But I thought I was going to be a psychologist for a while. And he's like, oh, you should be a psychiatrist. And I'm just like, huh. So that was probably pretty young. Um, but then I was very strongly into um, arts and creative expression. And so um, when I was getting out of high school, I had the decision, do I want to go to art school or do I want to go to med school and go to a liberal arts school? Um, so then I chose a liberal arts school and I knew going in, like, I'm doing medicine. I was very focused because mm-hmm. you got to be, um, or that's what I thought. I don't know. I didn't know anybody who was a physician. I knew my doctor, Dr. Joyce, my pediatrician, but I didn't know any other real doctors. And unfortunately, Dr. Huxtable, um, you know, but <laughs> right? I didn't know, honestly, honestly, like he's, one of the reasons, and he's one of the reasons I went to an HBCU, I went to Spelman College, um, mm-hmm. because of his influence, he had Hillman, and you know, that was yeah. what you did, yeah. I was going to Xavier, or Xavier in New Orleans, or, you know, Spelman, so I went Absolutely. to Spelman, and, you know, I was um, focused, and I then went to Loyola, because it was close to my house, not close, I thought I wanted to be back home, um, near my father and my family, for med school, so I came home for med school, and, you know, came into family medicine. I liked everything. And so here I am 10 years later, I became just a regular physician, a family outpatient physician, which I was pretty happy until I got burned out. And then Mm. I changed my life. So yeah, that's how I'm here and how I know you. Excellent. Well, tell us a little more about that creative side. So how do you see that Mm. coming Uh, into your practice of medicine? So I think that was probably not the biggest issue with autonomy with me, but part of me being burned out and looking for options was, well, let me get trained in lifestyle medicine, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to, I just felt like a pill pusher. And I'm, then I'm like, let me do lifestyle medicine. But lifestyle medicine is so kind of unconventional in the regular medical model. That's when I really started mm-hmm. realizing like, this doesn't fit me. And so I wanted to do like these group classes and 
you know, teaching class, cooking classes for my patients, but administration, you know, we couldn't have Saturday clinic. There were all these rules and bureaucracy. So I, mm-hmm. I wanted to be creative mm-hmm. in my life's passion of medicine. And I found I couldn't yeah. even do that. And it was like, ooh, this is not going to work for me. This is, mm-hmm. so that's how it directly relates to like entrepreneurship is I get to be creative and do what I want to do. Like I get to design things for my patients in the way that I think would best work for them and not just because rules say that we have to do things in a certain way. So I love that freedom and creativity of entrepreneurship. Some people find it scary, yeah. but I like it. I like yeah. it. it. Sometimes it doesn't work and, you know, you stall and you figure it out. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's so important because we often think of creativity so specifically in the arts, which yeah. is yeah. amazing and important, right? Dance and yeah. paint and play music. It is. But creativity right. is so many ways, you know, it can show up so in so many, many ways. ways that we get to express ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. I like, um, I do photography as well. So mm-hmm. I've tried to find different other creative outlets. Um, but like, I'm, I'm probably, and I'm sure a lot of doctors on here say that I'm undiagnosed ADHD or at least mm-hmm. neurodivergent in my brain or polymath mm-hmm. is what we used to call them. Right. We used to say yeah, people who right. had genius, not, I'm not a genius, obviously, but who had interest mm-hmm. in a lot of different fields, you know, we would call them a polymath or somebody who likes different um, things yeah. and they kind of become very proficient at it. So mm-hmm. um, I really like photography. It's a very kind of technical thing, but sometimes my spirit doesn't let me do it. So whatever, I'm, I'm working through that, mm-hmm. the creative rut with that. But I like to be creative in my business. So I try to find different ways to get my creativity when I can't get mm-hmm. it in that way. So, yeah. Even when I was in high school, I enjoyed the arts. Like, I love, mm-hmm. we found, uh, we just, in our business school, we're listening to all these, like, books on self-improvement. Yeah. So I'm super interested in, like, the, r- the right brain and the left brain and the mm-hmm. integration, even though I'm, like, family. But that's also what I love about family and coaching is that my passion, I get to, the stuff that I read in my free time, I get to institute immediately. Immediately, mm-hmm. I'm able to, like, go to my patients and um, say like, hey, you should try this and change this. Or I guess people call them clients, but I call them patients still or members because um, yeah, yeah. we still have an ofi- official relationship. And now, right. but you know, I have, yeah, I, I'm hoping to do a vertical where it's not an official relationship, but mm-hmm. you know, in time, it does we'll change see. the freedom of what you can do, you know, because there are some parameters around it does. doctor-patient right. relationship, which have their place, but they yeah, can be they should. stifling. They should. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a pr- exactly, you know, yeah, so it is yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you mentioned psychology to psychiatry, yes. which brought you into you yes. know, the official medical yes. world and then family yes. medicine. So where did that shift happen? You know, where you kind of took a step away from psychiatry Ooh. and you mentioned, you know, liking all the things, which is great. Family medicine right. gives you exposure right. to all ages right. and oh, you know, so parts of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I, psychology, the change happened actually my first year of college, I took the psychology mm-hmm. courses and I was really good at them, but I realized I didn't mm-hmm. like it that much. Um, as a specialty, the, the mentors that I saw were like working in um, the hospital and I didn't really like their life. And um, it was populations and, you know, it was, it was, I didn't think that that was the place for me. Though now I actually want to go to a psychiatry fellowship. So things come mm-hmm. like full circle, mm-hmm. you know, just really full circle. Um, because yeah. in med school, unfortunately, so much, so many things are like who you know and who influences you and who you see is like, oh, I want to model my life after them. And so, you know, I had mentors that um, I enjoyed in family medicine, but I do want to be mm-hmm. honest and actually um, transparent. I didn't match 
this is like, mm-hmm. this is a deep part of mm-hmm. the fact that you caught that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. because I'm reading these books about psychology and, you know, when people mm-hmm. tell this coherent part of their life and how things move. Um, so there was a lot of pain in that. I, me and my best friend, yeah. uh, Zoe, didn't match together, actually. Mm-hmm. And she is, um, oh, you're so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're a great yeah. interviewer. But she's you going through these stories um, through. Yeah. 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 She's going yeah. through um, a health crisis, you know, it's her health mm-hmm. information. I'm, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, but we didn't sure. match. And it was so, so devastating for us. Um, mm-hmm. together and we talk about it although often we don't talk about it it's become yeah um this kind of yeah. thing this like chip on my shoulder but almost in a good way for me because it's always been like I want more um mm-hmm. you know you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do so that's yeah. also part of why I'm an entrepreneur um yeah it's a not matching thing that was crazy mm-hmm. um I felt there was so much when I did match there were like five not five I just I just expanded that number. There were three black women. There were about five people mm-hmm. who didn't match, but three of us were black women. And it was just, mm-hmm. there was only four black women mm-hmm. in the school. Um, yeah. I just, it was weird to me. Um, but that's oh, yes. a whole nother, a whole, that's medicine and like that's, these yes. societies that we All have. systems that, that to address. Itself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Systems, right? Mm-hmm. Systems have inherent baked in biases. And we, anyway, yes. I don't even want to get on that. I mean, I do like this, yeah. this is my little life. Um, but no, and you that's, know, that's you know we're here for the health life. of all things, and that's a major <laughs> that's, impact, you know, it, on yeah, on health. That's true. Right? I mean, like, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is. It's it's also these like barriers for entrance into medicine, and you know, all of these things, all of the things. Um, but I'm actually very happy with like how life has turned out. I do enjoy all the things, which is why mm-hmm. after um I didn't match, I decided to scramble um into not scramble yeah. actually at the time it was just a direct um. Yeah, talk with the the head of a program because I'm old. So mm-hmm. it was old school. We knew somebody, <laughs> called somebody, and that was it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the health of all things. So that's part of why I love my clinic as well. Um, is mm-hmm. to to fight kind of res- racial disparity. Um, and I mean, we're just in, it's now such a crazy world. It's such a just crazy, crazy world. Um, that's part mm-hmm. of why I left medicine as well. Um, George Floyd was like going on. America was really burning. There was riots everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now we're happy to like not riot. So like we're on this weird tense yeah. kind of like, ah. but you, you, you saw the Sesame Street thing, right? Tell me more. Oh my gosh. I hope it blows up a little bit. If but I like, haven't, we got to put these, some links in there. <laughs> yeah. All these actors from Sesame Street are like ignoring these black kids. And maybe it's going to come mm-hmm. out that they're not ignoring them, but it looks terrible. And Sesame oh, Street wow. or Sesame um, Stand, recent Palace. or historical Sesame today? Street. No, literally today. Oh, like yesterday. Okay, I the Sesame okay. Palace, yeah. like these recently, these these mm. puppets, these huge puppets are ignoring black kids, and this is like, come on, it's kids. Oh, and they came no. out with a statement saying, like, oh no, that, that we talked to the actor, and she said she just didn't see him. But now everybody, like even white yeah. moms, are coming out with their videos you can showing see. Them, ignoring. You can see how it yes, is. and it's, yeah, and it's kids. Like even Kelly mm-hmm. Rowling commented on it. It's, it's kids. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. But anyway, so um, just to to battle that or combat that was mm-hmm. me creating my clinic and just taking up space. Yes. So that's, absolutely. Yeah. That's well, my And I want to just sum space. that up for mm-hmm. our for our listeners who may not know what we're talking about with the match. So in medicine, you know, you oh, go to medical yes. school <laughs> and then the match is this yeah. absurd process. Yeah. I'm going to put that in there. That's my interpretation yeah, it of it is. where you rank programs and programs rank people in every year, thousands yeah. of, you know, potential physicians or right? people who have graduated yeah. from medical school and have their 
doctor in front of their name don't get a spot. And at the same time, we're facing, you know, physician shortage issues all across the country. And like you're pointing out here, Dr. Brooks, the rates of not matching for people of color are Mm -hmm. higher in addressing that and looking at the why and the how and those implicit biases that continue to create, you know, burnout in microaggressions and really harm, right? The health of both those who are going through the match process. And then of course, down the line of patients who don't get the excellent care from these physicians. And so it is something to be addressed. Absolutely. And, and we can both, like you said, now appreciate that you came into family medicine and it, you can find the silver lining, but also say, this is still a problem, right? We can have a both and in That's that true. space. For sure. You, know, you can find For the sure. best of the situation and say, also, it still needs to be changed. You know, Absolutely. this is not okay. Absolutely. Yes. And it's something that we're, so there's t- a lot of shame about, so we don't talk about it much, but for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And big love to your friend, Zoe, as well. And hopefully she Thank comes you. through her health crises and into the path that works for her. Absolutely. Total healing. Yeah. And for sure. I love that you bring up that take up space, right? And that's how mm-hmm. you are leveling the playing field and offering up you know, reduction in disparity. So what is that like? Mm. What is taking up space and entrepreneurism look like for you? Um, the way that is most uncomfortable for me, which I think mm-hmm. is probably the way I should lean into is um, yeah. showing up on social media and having mm-hmm. a voice and, you know, going into the market and saying what I believe and, you know, taking space that way. That's probably the biggest kind of impact, but even, in, in my exam rooms, I take up space with me and my patient. We both take up space. And that's a big mm-hmm. part of my daily work and how I work is in taking up space in that way and allowing people to, to take up space and to say, you matter. And these things that are going on with you matter, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm here to share the space with you and figure it out with you. Yeah. But and I hear in that. there too, mm-hmm. giving space for your creativity, right? So being in the room with the that's patient, true. that your ideas sure. and your innovation for have sure. room in there too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm creative mm-hmm. with the, like, it's like, huh, let me create literally how I can figure out how to best help you. Um, and I have mm-hmm. an assistant that helps me do that. And we create plans and a team, you know? So yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, yeah. I know, you know, I didn't know that I could even be creative in my job in this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's medicine. Medicine allows me kind of creativity that enough a little bit, a little bit day to day, a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, we have Satisfy to those create. urges. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like even like with yeah. treatment regimens, there's kind of what we're going to decide, but you know, there's a little mm-hmm. practice of medicine as well in there. Yeah. Unfortunately. So tell us about the name. Right. That's the- <laughs> oh Absolutely. yeah. I love it. Yeah. For quench. Sure. You know, words are so fascinating and yeah. how they, what they make yeah. us feel and think of and yeah. Tell us about that. So quench is to quench a health need. Or, or to quench a need, right? When growing up, I lived in a food desert, right? A food mm-hmm. and health desert. Mm-hmm. There was the, the clinic mm-hmm. down the street and I actually grew up next to a big, I didn't live in a health desert my whole life, but normally mm-hmm. I, sometimes I would go to the clinic down the street that was much cheaper than going to the big, big hospital, which is where yeah. you went like when you had to go to the ER. Like, so that was mm-hmm. County and Rush and those big places. But um, yeah. otherwise it was, I, I didn't go to the the doctor a lot. I, um, mm-hmm. the grocery store was the corner store. So, um, I yeah. felt that, um, sp- spiritually God, the universe had put me here and this is my mm-hmm. purpose is to serve people medically. And mm-hmm. through that serving was to literally quench, you know, quench to south mm-hmm. spirits and soothe people 
and quench. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And I like the water. And you can for feel that. Absolutely. Do you? Do you? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and just you. that idea, right? Of like mm-hmm. when you're so desperate, right? Like yes. I would take a yes. glass of water. You know? Yes. And yes. to quench, quench it when you're like, dying. I'm going to give yeah. you what you need and yeah. enough, you know, and like, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. I love that. Thank you. And it's been a lot of time Perfect day to it. talk about it. Yeah, we mm-hmm. just talked about today how hot it is where we are. <laughs> I know, right? Just, I'm, today, I'm so I thirsty. I never loved water yeah. more than today, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, it's hard to talk about quench without talking about thirst, right? They go mm-hmm. together. Um, this, yeah. the, the desire for something and me coming mm-hmm. with the what I feel is solution or myself yeah. or whatever, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's build on that. So what do you notice that your patients are thirsty for, right? They're coming to you for health. Ah, like what is mental health? Like? What are their mental needs? health? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that, that's why now the coaching, right? I, I didn't mm-hmm. go into it thinking I was a coach. You, joining mm-hmm. um, EBS more and more, I've kind of realized that, but I just took a personality assessment for like the, the guy who wrote, um, what is it called? Uh, Positive uh, intelligence. Principles. Yeah. She's no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. So, yes. Uh, no. <laughs> or we just plug that awesome. one incidentally. <laughs> the, no, because that yeah. one is amazing. Life-changing. Honestly, yeah. be, after that, I'm, I'm so fascinated by it. I've made my nephew take the positive um, mm. intelligence assessment, the saboteur. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, he's going to play about his Yeah. Mom. I'm like, that's your judge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but this, um, the other book principles it's written by, oh, uh, yes. oh, he's a big wig. I can't think of his name. He's a big, he's a millionaire. He, he, um, yeah. that did Bridgeport or bridge. I don't know anything about money. I'm, or I shouldn't these self doubt things. Bridgegate. Yeah. I can't think of the name, this big hedge fund. Um, <laughs> but he had a personality assessment. Why did I get here? That's my ADHD personality assessment. Um, uh, I am so yeah. sorry. Well, we're talking about what you're bringing to your patients and coaching. Oh, and absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. The coaching. Yeah. Exactly. So I did this personality assessment and they told me that my um, style was coached, but I knew that mm-hmm. like, I, I call myself my patient's cheerleader. Like I'm yeah. going to motivate you. You come and see me. You're going to feel good about coming to the mm-hmm. doctor and trying to get help making that big step. You're going to feel good about making the decision to, consult and you know like so I'm I'm the positive intelligence I'm I'm all I have always been sage brained with my patients I've Mm -hmm. always been able to Mm -hmm. use like divine intelligence or just and sometimes I don't I I catch myself of course I have biases like everyone else and I have my own Mm -hmm. personal biases that I'm that I Mm -hmm. may pass along to my patients but I've always been very careful about how I speak over them how I speak about placebo lots of things I'm very cognizant um, and so they often come to me um, more for mental health than anything. Um, so yeah. I think of myself as like a health advocate. I do do mm-hmm. some doctoring. So if you like, I take care of thyroid issues and hypertension uh-huh. and those things, yeah. but those are going to be small visits. Our big visits are like talking about mental health and coaching and um, mm-hmm. barriers and trying to help people get past that and their goals and their true desires and so, yeah. and the things that they're going through, right? Like if they're going through grief and so I'll try to do videos and take up space again in a big way with that and also serve other people because if they have those questions, um, maybe it can help other people. Yes, absolutely. And you're speaking my language, you know, coaching is kind of how yeah. I always approached yeah. my clinical practice and it just didn't always fit because mm. medicine, it was all about, you know, absolutely. Was fixing absolutely. Them. And I thought, no, no, you know, let's focus yeah. on what's going well with yes. them and they're the right you know, right their solutions yeah yeah i love that they won't do anything otherwise you know mm-hmm. they're not 
who knows if they're going to take this pill or do this thing if they don't have the mindset. I didn't know about coaching until I was in coaching. Like I was always mm-hmm. kind of the type of person to listen to a podcast or something. Literally, and my yeah. my coach said, "You should join me." You know, my coach. <laughs> I said, "Huh?" My coach said to join yeah. her, and I I should get other yeah. coaching. Literally, she told mm-hmm. me to, and I did it. Um, I'm so thankful. Um, but I've mm-hmm. always known how to accumulate the knowledge, but the, the action, the, where the foot yeah. meets the road is, is what a coach helps you do. So it's not about just kind of your dreams sitting on the shelf. It's about putting them, you know, into reality and uh, in mm-hmm. the things that we're desiring or the, the metrics that we're shooting for getting closer to them or meeting them. So I really yes. enjoy that. I enjoy that. God has allowed me that in my life. I'm lucky in that way. Yeah. And tell us how fitness comes into play here. Again, another one of my love languages. So for sure. (laughs) How does that come in, in the clinic for you? So that was part of um, lifestyle medicine and as well as self-regulation. When I was a kid, I was a cheerleader as long as I, like Mm -hmm. since fourth grade, my sister was a cheerleader. So I knew I wanted to do it. And cheering Uh for me being a neurodivergent, it really helped my brain. It helped me feel accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The place of cheerleading, I got coaching and cheerleading. Even to this day, I'm still close with my, my coach, Um, but that really helped me. And so in medicine, we don't talk about lifestyle that much at all. It's really like a lot of pills Mm -hmm. and, you know, treatments, Mm -hmm. but not, um, what the patient has done to get to this point or could do to get from that point. And so Mm -hmm. I got certified in the lifestyle medicine and there, there I found exercise as medicine and fitness as medicine, but I've always been a person who's enjoyed moving because humans, we enjoy moving, right? Like humans were made to walk and made to move. So we, we enjoy mm-hmm. fitness. It's just finding the fitness that you enjoy and also yeah. some functional fitness and, you know, just um, making it a priority because I'm, I'm the, a couch potato brain type. Like I just, <laughs> I saw my mother, unfortunately, laying around. And so I like mm-hmm. to lay in bed. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I have to force myself to get up and to move and to make sure I move every day. I prescribe mm-hmm. movement every day for patients. Like we, we really need to move. And so um, I want to have a virtual gym. My best friend has a virtual gym. I'm moving forward on this, but it's just so many pieces. Um, So, um, but I always prescribe fitness and I love Zumba and, you know, PT and, you know, Mm -hmm. just movement, but somatic, just movement and body, you know, as a doctor, I'm obsessed with the body. So the the way Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to move. But you're a big runner, right? Like you're super into fitness. Yeah, right? Yeah, all kinds of different exercise, but yeah, that's definitely yeah. my, you know, my mm-hmm. release, my love language. I yeah, was a gym owner. Yeah. And you know, we pivoted to virtual. Yeah. Ooh, During COVID, ooh. we had to go virtual. So we can chat ooh. sometime about Man, I <laughs> really want to read those pieces the book. together. Yes. Yes. There's mm-hmm. a guy who wrote The Million Dollar Offer, and he mm-hmm. also wrote like The Secrets of a Gym. And so gym yeah. owners know something. So I would love yeah, to chat with you. Space. That would be awesome. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Yeah. and looking at these intersections too, you have aesthetic mm-hmm. procedures and we've had on the mm-hmm. podcast before Dr. D Fongod and you know, how yes. that comes into play. So yes. how do you I see that. that as a key part, you know, of what you're doing? Cause some people might think, Oh, right. That's superficial. And how does that have to do with health? And what do you notice about that being really valuable to your patient? It's so good. I love the show. It's so good. Um, save me literally like mm-hmm. we the the final piece oh this is so good the final piece mm-hmm. of this kind of quench story is the spa mm-hmm. and so during the pandemic 
I got really obsessed with doing my hair. It, it got sick. But um, I got this like this wash and go. And so there's this community of cut it kinky. And so mm-hmm. wearing my natural mm-hmm. hair in its shrunken state and like self-acceptance for making it beautiful and having the chic yeah. cut um, and having it highlighted. Like I just, it really, so then I focused on perfecting it and getting the gels just mm-hmm. right or whatever. Mm-hmm. I became this like hair model. Really got into it. No, like yeah. super into it. Like, and I've seen like some of your pictures. Form. It's amazing. It's amazing. Thank yeah. You. Thank yeah. you. Right. So I, I got, um, they actually had this um, online community, but it got wow. so like catty somehow that it was overwhelming mm. for them that they shut down yeah. the online community. But when it shut yeah. down, yeah, yeah, it was, I was sad. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I talk to these women all day. <laughs> but um, yeah. when they shut it down, it forced me to kind of think like, well, what do I want to do with my free time? Maybe I should open mm-hmm. my own clinic. I've always been saying mm-hmm. that I wanted to do my own clinic. Um, and they had this online community of people digitally, this digital salon. Oh, That's what they yeah. called it, actually. And it made a lot oh, of wow. money. It was, yeah. I know. Um, so that actually made me kind of look into alternative models of clinics. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, there was a, another model in there. It was uh, Dr. Carolyn Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. And she was a dermatologist. And I saw what she was doing on social media. And I saw her clinic and it was so beautiful. And she was mm-hmm. this black doctor in Chicago. So I saw myself in her. Oh, yeah. Even though she was not, yeah. even though she was a dermatologist, it was like, no, I, yeah. I understand it, which like I'm with the movement. We even went to the same hairdresser, mm-hmm. right? Like we're literally mm-hmm. like so similar yeah. in so many ways. Um, so then I saw that she did DSC on her website. So then I'm like, what's DSC? Mm-hmm. Let me look into DPC, right? What's so direct mm-hmm. specialty here? Let me look into DPC. So then I found the um podcast, uh, My DPC Story with um Marielle Concepcion. She's changed my life, she's now my friend. So life is yeah. just Full of miracles, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. That is so good. Um, But uh, I found that podcast and then I found Dr. Una's because I was trying to get into the BC Docs group and Mm -hmm. literally my life is different now. I own my own clinic. I do uh, locums to make the ends meet, but I quit my job. I started this clinic, you know, I've sold a house and just my life is so different um, really because of self-care, right? So self-care is what was the impetus and people will mm-hmm. take care of their hair and skin and how they look. And it's just so important to our self-esteem, right? Like mm-hmm. when kids have acne, we have to make sure that we treat it. Otherwise, they have increased risk of suicide, right? It's a right. really mm-hmm. serious mm-hmm. medical thing. Um, and so yeah. I don't take it as just kind of like, oh, they're vain and, you know, they yes. need Botox. Though so sometimes it is, you know, like people want this and need this service. And I'm an expert mm-hmm. at providing it. So... I should offer it. I enjoy it. Like literally it's what I look at on my free time. I'm in some ways, I, I won't say I'm zapping in that way, but I like beauty and, you know, looking good. And so mm-hmm. um, it's nice to, for that to be a vertical too, that literally I get to watch these videos and mm-hmm. listen to these lectures and immediately, you know, um, be creative with it and, you know, use it to um, sustain myself and just, you know, what I get to do every day. I'm very, very lucky. So, yes, I love I'm, I'm, hearing all those yeah. stepping stones, right? That yeah. this one, you know, relationship yeah. or book or podcast, That's you know, right. opens up these doors and walks yep. you through and, and just yep. Little yes. by little, you just take the first step. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key. It's the first step is just take the step, just do the mm-hmm. things. For this podcast, I I I make things for myself and I make myself show up. Just do it. Just do it. Yes. Do I it scared. So glad. So show glad. Up. 
Yeah, me too. Me, me too. Yeah. This is amazing. And you, you said you. some really key pieces in there too. Mm-hmm. You know, so we see the creative expression because we do have that opportunity with our body, whether that's through yeah. hairstyle, yeah. makeup, you know, modifications, tattoos, whatever it is Absolutely. that people feel like it is a vessel yes. for creativity. Absolutely. You know, and, it and, is. That and it's your vessel. You true. are in charge mm-hmm. of it. So the tattoos you want to wear, the piercings you want to have, the body modifications, like it's your choice, your your body, your choice. All always, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I yes. enjoy helping people and assisting people with that. And I'm I'm lucky that that is my skill set to help people. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So yes. so so happy Absolutely. that you know, even in primary care when I worked um at employed health for so long, I couldn't do procedures I wanted. To. I mean I could, but um my day isn't filled with that, so I couldn't focus on it and make content around it. I mean, again, I probably could. I didn't mm-hmm. realize you know, mm-hmm. that I could. Yeah. So that's also being an entrepreneur too. Like yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I could have been yeah. well, I won't say I could have been happy, but who knows if I had coaching or insight then um right. to to explore yeah. my life then. But I'm I'm happy where I am now, you know. And I'm so thankful that I'm here now. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, One other piece I want to draw through. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. It's wild. I heard that. Um, so again, I've been doing all this brain work, right? So earlier I talked about the left brain and right brain um, mm-hmm. connectivity and also the top-down connectivity, right? So the, the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system and the brainstem and that kind of integration. Um, and so I've heard that late bloomers um, like me who mm-hmm. uh, maybe had childhood trauma and didn't have great childhoods, but who through mm-hmm. self um, oh, the author, this is um, the book Mind Shift, another book, but the mm-hmm. author said mm-hmm. through self kind of actualization or self sort of attachment or parenting, there's a term for it. Um, mm-hmm. They have this sort of integration of left, right brain. And so then their right brain explodes um, mm-hmm. with all this creativity mm-hmm. because they now have access to it. So I'm super excited yeah. for, for all of it. It's just, yay. I'm a little manic. (laughs) No, you're doing great. And I love it. You brought up a really great point that comes up a lot that in taking care of yourself, that all of this came through, right? That your life was able to change. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And we hear that a lot in coaching that like, Mm -hmm. you know, the system needs Mm -hmm. to change. And like we said earlier regarding the match, absolutely. Yes. But it's also, it does begin with ourselves, yes. right? Like that's the space ah. from which we can actually make these changes. So I think that's so Absolutely. powerful to hear your story shared that way. Can I um, offer this prayer as well? Because this prayer Please. is my story. My mother yeah. as an addict, her, as an addict, this is what my mother taught me. And what her mm-hmm. story taught me is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. And so I learned that at seven years old when my mom was in mm-hmm. a year-long rehab. And mm-hmm. uh, she would go to these meetings. And every um, every meeting for NA, they, they recite that prayer. That's the NA prayer mm-hmm. or one of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the ability to change and coaching teaches you that you can use your life and the results of your life as a vessel of change and and healing and creativity and that's mm-hmm. amazing that we can yeah. that we do that you know 
Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that and your story of your mom. I grew up in AA with my dad, so I'm right there with mm-hmm. you. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Well, we've heard mm-hmm. so many ways, but if you wanted to put it together and give us that send off statement, how would you say that you see yourself for the health of all things? Mm. I see myself as a vessel of healing and as placed here on the earth to serve and to help facilitate healing for many people. I love that. What a gift. What a gift to share your story and your work. And please do tell us where people can find you. If it's geographically proximal or if you have online presence as well, where we can tune in for all that you're doing. Awesome. So I am available immediately at hello at catricebrooksmd.com. So that's my first name and last name, MD, no spaces. Um, I do practice in the Wisconsin and Illinois and North Carolina area. People can see me for, (laughs) I know my best friend goes there, so I'm like from there. Mm -hmm. But people can see me um, in Milwaukee and Chicago. I am in both places fairly frequently. You can go on my website, quench.clinic, and um, sign up for the clinic, and that is open. You can uh, reach out to hello at TreesBrooksMD if you're interested um, in fitness and aesthetics. You also can go on the website, quench.clinic. There is a, a um, section for aesthetic procedures. And if you're a member, you have um, access to that as well. Thank you so Excellent. much. Excellent. You mentioned some presence on social media. Is there anywhere that you prefer yes. people to find you there? All of them. I'm on all the socials. I really do skin aesthetic stuff on TikTok. I have about 70 videos about hyperpigmentation Mm -hmm. and black skin. So if you are interested in black skin, please follow me. I'm good friends with Dr. D. Fungi. You mentioned her. She's my mentor. And um, my IG, I am on all the socials as Patrice Brooks, MD, on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I do have a Facebook live show. I should plug that. It's every single week. There are... Um, guest. We, I have all sorts of doctors and specialists and I ask them all the questions and we talk about mindset and coaching, but we also talk about how to lose weight and all the things that all my patients ask me. Um, I've created a, a be better show. So it's about people who just want to be better. And if you want it to be better in any way, the, the um, Facebook live show is for you. So check me out there. It's uh, live every Thursday. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me here, for telling your story, and thank for you. quenching the thirst of all those who are waiting for health where they are. I hope you enjoyed this episode of This Osteopathic Life, Conversations for the Health of All Things. Please take a moment to like, rate, and review the podcast. And if you would like to be featured as a guest or know someone who you'd like to nominate as a guest for an episode, please let me know at thisosteopathiclife at gmail.com. Visit the website at thisosteopathiclife.com or visit me on Instagram and Facebook at This Osteopathic Life. Thank you so much for listening.